And I think for this album, it was kind of more of it's do or die. And I might as well just talk about the things that I'm feeling all the time. And and if somebody doesn't like it or, you know, anything like that, then too bad, I guess, because people are going to not like it regardless whether or not I'm vague. So I might as well be a little bit more authentic and a little bit more honest about how I feel. Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes back in Capra, Crow, and Tyler. How are you doing? Great. Well, how are you? I've been a little bit better. I'm a little under the weather. I have been traveling around, a lot of exposure to people. Every time I see you guys, it seems like I'm not the best, but we're going to make it through today because we yeah, have this I had awesome that head cold last week. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, you guys just came back from tour, right? You guys just came back from Europe and uh, a whole gang of tour dates coming up in the States to support your brand new album, Errors. Yeah. On Metal Blade slash Blacklight Media Records. Uh, like Tyler and I spoke about a year and a half ago. And then I saw you guys play live in Oakland and it was mind blowing. Uh, anybody who could steal the show from whores, in my opinion, is like already yeah. we're not worthy level praise because whores, I have up like an esteem up here. We've we've been following them the whole way of their career also, basically 20 years. So, you know, seeing you guys live for the first time, really putting everything from the last record together and now getting to hear this album. You know, everybody says this next record's our best record, but I do sense like a lot of intentional change and growth. It's still Capra music, which I love, but like, I love that there's like a lot of depth here, um, an expansion of In Transmission for sure. Yeah, I don't, it's hard to say, you know, this is our this is our best album. You know, we definitely stepped it up. We definitely evolved in our own way. I know that there's still some people that are going to like In Transmission more than this one. However, I feel like this album was intended to include more people uh, to our sound. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, I have to give it up to the master of growth of bands, Jamie Josta, who says you have to reinvent your band every three years and grow a whole new fan base, basically. You always have your diehards that started with you, but if you don't bring new people in by any means necessary, you're gonna fall off. So uh, wise words, wise words from a guy, I saw him get dropped off by his mom when he was like 19 with no beard and a white t-shirt and he had a little baby face and then he uh, got on the mic and raw. So. <laughs> Um, errors, uh, you know, right off the bat, it, it's such a, it just pulls you in. Uh, I know you guys, uh, chatted about sort of the sort of no, sort of like a space time continuum between albums in terms of sound, like, let's go right into the next record with a sort of a teaser from the last record, which I, it's like a super, super cool, uh, mechanism, if you will, but just storytelling wise, you know, this is, this is such a, a, a record that really tractor beams you in. I don't know, fish hooks you in. I don't know how else to say it. It really gripped me. I, you know, I love a, a lot of the lyrics and try to get the meanings of the songs just interpretively, but this record really just jacks you in the brain, uh, you know, and just grabs you. And uh, I don't know if that was uh, purposeful or just personal stuff going on with you guys, but yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, thanks. I think, I think we I think we all have our own like emotional outlets and we all tie it in in a certain way and that's what makes it the way it feels. I definitely agree. I think this is like uh, the last album. Um, and I kind of mentioned this in a different interview earlier this week, but um, the last album really was me kind of maybe being a little bit more vague about how I feel about things just because I didn't know just how uh, comfortable I felt being vulnerable in my songwriting. And I think for this album, it was kind of more of just like a, hey, fuck it. I mean, you know, it's do or die. And I might as well just talk about the things that 
I'm feeling all the time. And and if somebody doesn't like it or, you know, anything like that, then too bad, I guess, because people are going to not like it regardless whether or not I'm vague. Um, So I might as well be a little bit more authentic and a little bit more honest about how I feel. No doubt. And uh, why not let it all hang out at this point? Because the world is on fire and the planet is trying to kill us. And uh, there's (laughs) been a weird, not with you guys, because I think there's, I, I don't, I can't say I'm super plugged into all my peers, but generally speaking, it seems like there's a lot of excitement about this record, which makes me happy. But also there's like a weird industry and fan backlash to any band that's like too on the rise, literally across every gender and every, but you know, it does seem like lately there's a lot of clap back. If you're getting too big, too fast, people are like, where'd they come from? They didn't pay their dues. We know you guys put the work in uh, across other bands, in this band, on the road, in the studio, all the things. So have you felt any of that? Do you think that's a, uh, I think that's a thing. Do you agree that that's a thing? I do agree that that's a thing. I don't, I don't know that I pay attention to it too much to, to notice that it would be happening to us. Like, I know where we came from. Like, we know where we came from. And we do just try to stay as authentic as possible. The goal is to uh, continue doing this and, you know, making it uh, something we can do full time. Uh, and that's really all we're focused on. Um, it is something that I notice uh, more so for, like, other groups. I like personally like felt it a lot more heavily on the first album. Um, just like the reception was for the most part really good, but um, it was a lot of like negativity. But for me, um, I'm fine with like a little bit of criticism whenever it's warranted for the most part about ignoring it um, and just not paying attention to it. And um, that's why I always tell my bandmates anytime they're like reading a comment, like, hey, listen to this asshole. I'm like, no, like you guys do that when I'm not around. I just don't want to hear it. It's not even so much that I like, put any um merit to it because like you know who is just some random stranger on the internet that's talking shit but it's more so just like what's the point of dwelling on that more than the like tons of people that are really supportive and really kind i'd rather um value put more value toward their opinions than the other people amazing uh i it reminds me of the movie singles when matt dylan is the singer in the band citizen dick and pearl jam is basically his band in the movie and they're reading this bad review and he's like no no i don't want to hear anything negative and they're like okay nothing negative something 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 nope 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 and capably <laughs> backed by stone jeff and eddie as a backing band that's awesome a good review for us is a good review for you it's so hard and as a person that i live you know i played in bands for a long time more you know marginally successful and um you know criticism is a thing that i studied i think there's a lot of online haters out there who type with one finger neck beards i have a full beard neck beard people <laughs> who are gay who are gatekeepery and not supportive and i understand what albums i'm listening to and i understand how criticism works but fans are fans and and sometimes and the internet is toxic, let's face it. Even though mm-hmm. I work in social media, it's pretty toxic. But you guys have seemed to hold it together, which I'm really happy about. What a complete record. Let's talk about the recording and uh, the production stuff for a second before we get into the tracks. I know you guys went back to the same mixing and mastering team, because why not when you have the best? But let's talk about uh, the production and the recording. Was there anything you gained along the way onto record number two that you know you brought into the studio with you in terms of uh, you know some upgrades and changes just internally or musically or I think I think we did it in it was the first time we traveled to record an album typically everything before this album we would do just with our with our friend Jai like in his in a bedroom you know and this was like an actual studio where the first three days we went into estuary and did uh, drum drum tracking and everything everything was live and then 
went to Andrew Hernandez studio. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. He's going to get mad at me and I'm going to get a text message. Uh, but anyway, um, I think that was cool. I, I think being in a new location, especially since there was like, I think there was two songs where we didn't even have, we didn't have them finished. Uh, or, or we had like a, we had a, like a general idea of how to finish it, but we, we did that mostly in studio. So it, it was just cool to be away from home and we were all together for the week. Uh, and we watched Roadhouse during um, recording it. I think that really amped up. The, the, this album the, the aggression of the album the album was definitely inspired by roadhouse yeah amazing swayze is always a win every movie every time Agreed. no bad <laughs> movies and uh the world is a colder place without him uh i'm still waiting for a metal cover of she's like the wind anybody out there you guys <laughs> someone else please someone humor me and make this happen make my dreams come true um but yeah uh that's amazing roadhouse yeah i was trying to help you out there and look it up on my phone because i also should know that because it was totally in the press notes for we were given um but yeah andrew's phenomenal people should look him up on discogs amount the stuff he's worked on and done so this record you know it's all the things you love about capra and in a in a nice new package orally and uh which i really dig so let's dive into the tracks if you will i will shout out the song titles hopefully not butcher some of them and you guys share whatever you feel like sharing that's appropriate. So Errors starts off, and I don't know if this is supposed to be a word or an abbreviation, but is it CHSF? Uh, Are we going to yeah. get into that or what? <laughs> uh, no, but we, okay. that, was the, uh, that was the second song I wrote for the album. So Tied Up was the first song. Um, I, I think it was the day and Transmission came out. I kind of just sat down with guitar, took focus off of like all the, everything coming in and wrote Tied Up. And then the second one was CHSF. <laughs> like, those two just kind of gave the, the vibe and the feeling for how the album would go. And it, it was, it was more so like CHSF has that like, big four hit ring out intro and i definitely wanted to like combine that with the last four hit ring out outro from the first album so it just kind of ties in together yeah other than that those those two songs were were the vibe setters for me i think also for those two wasn't it like maybe my memory is like wrong or whatever but um weren't we like also kind of debating whether or not those were going to go on the first album too and then it was kind of like we had to like make that decision i don't know i feel like that was a thing i feel like there was like a number of songs that we were like well which ones are we saving for later and which ones are going to be on the first one and then we were like we're just going to save these we like sat on those for a while so we've been having those for much longer than like basically the rest of the tracks on on errors i I can't remember because i remember well we did the three songs to add to in transmission so i don't think Mm -hmm. anything else was planned but we we did initially have an idea just with covid and everything to go in and record some new songs right those two were supposed to be like an ep but then we decided against it because uh they were wanting those to be taken off the album which to me it just since it was the vibe for the next album would have just thrown kind of thrown me for a loop Mm -hmm. of how to replace those it's pretty killer you have two kind of could have been op- the lead track and they work perfectly and they are great table setters a weak sports analogy on a friday when i haven't had enough coffee uh the third track of the album i believe i hope i'm pronouncing this correctly is it silana mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. it's not really a word or it doesn't really mean anything it's like an anagram for something else um that i won't get into but um it was kind of like this um <clears throat> To be, let's be vague on this one. It was a little bit of a um, of a breakup song for a platonic relationship that went on for way too long. So <laughs> let's just put it that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, toxic people need to get out. 
whoever they are. It's hard sometimes. Uh, also, you could say this is like your studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. 80s Great all song. the way this interview. All the, all the 80s <laughs> references. Any, any, any other thoughts, Tyler, on Solana before we move on? Uh, that was the first one that I, I put a breakdown in. The first album, like I, when, when writing it, was just intended to be just full chaos and like relentless aggression. And, and then I, I think like I always read the YouTube comments and stuff. I, I like them. Uh, even if they're negative, no matter what. Just Sometimes they're Keep hilarious. it to yourself. That's all I, I, I know. I, I try to do better about not reading them out loud. But mm. anyway, uh, there was one comment and it was, a, it was a nice comment. But this guy, you know, he was just like, oh, no breakdowns. And I was thinking like, well, it was intended for album one. But I wanted to put some on the new album. And I think this Solana was the first song that I was like, all right, I'm going to give it this. For that guy specifically on youtube i can't remember his name let him have it yeah that was him his name yeah. was solana uh 4206 solana pl solana please <laughs> yeah amazing um yeah i hope he hears it and shuts the fuck anyway the yeah. next track is <laughs> the next track the next track is trauma bond easily my favorite song on the album this is i think probably my favorite as well it, well between this one and human commodity but this one is um definitely my favorite to perform because we've played it a few times already um and it's just great the reception is like really really great usually the songs that get the most like crowd movement is um like stuff from in transmission like older stuff just because more people recognize it um but i think that this one is a little bit more um kind of like bare bones like true to like classic hardcore i'd say so i think that a lot of people just receive it really well and it's something that's really exciting to be able to be in the crowd for just in my opinion i love this one especially like hearing it for the first time like no you there's there's so many twists and turns where it just it, it starts off with with those just aggressive notes and you don't know where it's going to go but then it slows down and then at some point just picks way up just starts going off so it's fun yeah i think people we, we started moving that one up earlier in the set just because people would they would start to go off to that so i think the first time we played it was on the the kill switch tour back in april and it was our last song and people would just start going off on the last song it's like oh we got to move this one out we got to get them riled up earlier it's definitely a banger and a pit mover for sure uh, uh probably my favorite track on the record is the next track and that's loser oh nice that's a good one too i like that one too um that one actually that's another one um that i feel like the crowd really likes that one a lot which i don't know if that's an indicator of you know how much uh, people are going to actually like the recording because the recording is always so much different from the live song um but that's another one that's just another one that i'm just like was pissed off when i was writing and i really like that song as well it's another one of my favorites i'd say it's got to be somewhere near the top i like it now uh after i wrote it i hated it for like i agree i'm i'm months. in the same boat i didn't like it at first either but it grew on me like a lot yeah y'all convinced me to well jeremy and trevor convinced me to keep it i thought it was too simple I thought it was too dumbed down. You oh, know, there was nothing crazy about it. It was so straightforward that I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. And now I, I think it's great. I think it's, well, it's got fun parts and it is fun to play live. Yeah. Right on. I suspect this next track is also fun to play live. You talked about the chaos of the first record musically. And I like that Kingslayer just riffs, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just riffy. And I love that. We've never played it live. Yeah, we have really, like I mean we played it, you know, at, at practice and stuff, but that's a, mm -hmm. that's one of the songs we have not played live yet. It's coming soon. This is well, this is me asking, please. 
Peace. Can I have another? Well, next time we play, Slayer. next time you're at the show, we'll play. We just gotta practice. Um, this one is like one that I definitely was like a lot more. Hmm, I don't know about just because the vocals. I feel like at least the cadence of them are a lot different from anything else on the album. Um, so it was something that I definitely had to kind of like build up the courage to be like, okay, let's just just own it how I wrote it. And um, I do appreciate that it's got like a little bit of something different compared to the rest of the songs on the album. I feel like it also started off kind of this song started off as a joke like it was when uh like just those those early thrash riffs it was when metallica was releasing re- like releasing new music and then i think jeremy and i were joking around it's like we could write a metallica song and then came up with the the initial inch like uh thrash riff for the beginning <laughs> might have to cut that one so metallica doesn't <laughs> not, that I, not that i expect metallica to watch this they're video. not watching this oh my god dude hey bro it's lars i watch ghost cult bags interviews all the time and i saw your interview bro and i'm not really pleased my lawyers will be calling (laughs) i love her i love metallica like i know you know um, Every, we, uh, you're, you're, I know it's, you know, it, they earn all the grief because they got so much glory. So it's okay. We can, we can still love Metallica. Um, yeah, I, I would love to hear that one live. Just saying. Uh, there's, there's several great guest appearances on the record, but none greater than the great Candace of Walls of Jericho on Human Commodity. Just drop the video. Unbelievable performance, Crow, by yourself and Candace. Um, You know, obviously, like, guest appearances sometimes level up a thing, but, like, I think it was a great song by itself. And then Candace comes in like a bulldozer, and so I haven't heard her in quite a while other than listening to the old jams, so... I know they've been touring a bit. So what was it like working with her and making this song together? She's just been so great. Um, And then I think one of the best things about it is that we get along really well. Like she's just a generally really cool person. Um, But I will say that we did record the song first, like just... um, fully through with just my vocals. Um, and then I think it was like, after it was recorded, maybe that Tyler was like, Hey, like maybe start considering, you know, like adding someone else to it. And then whenever we heard it for the first time with her vocals on it, it was like, man, this is so cool. Like she just really added so much to it. Uh, one of my favorite things about it is how we just have like a completely different sound um, as far as like the rhythm of how we deliver a line, but also just like the actual, like just sonically very different sound of our voices. Um, and I think that they just compliment each other really really well so that's why this is definitely one of my favorite songs on the album uh, anything to add my man oh i mean it's yeah it's obviously it's just crazy to to have her as a part of this album like i've been listening to them since i was 12 13 years old and then when we when we parted ways with our last vocalist like i mean walls of jericho was one of the biggest influences on why i wanted to switch it up and is why we were um we asked crow to come and and join the band with us it, it was just that that vibe you know there's walls of jericho and, and a few others but mainly walls of jericho and i got to see them at furnace fest in 2021 i remember it was the, the lineup was super crazy and i had to run from like stage to stage but that was one of the bands that like reunited at furnace fest and i got to see them live and and then fast forward like two years later you know she's a part of this album with us still just very surreal to me sweet i get a shout out to furnace fest and what all they do bringing back a lot of bands and just doing awesome stuff i need to get down there one year uh it's been it's always something going on in september and i can't make yeah. it but maybe maybe next year will be the year the net we're getting through these pretty good the next track is transplant my other favorite song on the album that one's just straight up rocking forgot about that song <laughs> 
we haven't like played it in so long that I literally haven't heard it since we recorded it. Well, I mean, I listened to the album after it was finished, but that was really it. Yeah, that was a cool one too. I mean, <laughs> it's all right. It's pretty cool. No, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That that one, just while writing it, I knew it was going to be a very fun song. Like I said, it's just straight up old school rock and roll from it's the start fun. to finish. Yeah, it's it's a fun one for sure. I'm also a fan. Um, the next to last track is Obligatory Existence, which is also a banger. Um, I didn't realize until like after that, like after I chose the title for it, that I was like, is this like too close to existence as punishment? And I was like, no, it's okay. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it, but I never yeah, I, I'm, I'm like big crowbar fan over here, but um, I like, thing. I like that one a lot. That one's definitely a little bit more of a, um, I would say a little bit more of maybe a bummer, but um, I think that I have to have a few bummer tracks on the album or I just won't be happy, which is maybe ironic. And um I really did enjoy like writing. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I enjoyed writing the lyrics for it because I wasn't in the best mood, but I, I'm happy with how the lyrics came out. I say that one's a bummer for me to play too. I I don't even know if I remember that one. It's, it's a tough, tough <laughs> bummer song for different to reasons, play. maybe. Yeah. That's no one worries. of the songs where I'm like, I, I'm playing it and thinking, why did I do this? Why did I write it? That's um, deadbeat assailant for me. Every time we do it, I'm like, why did I, why did yeah. I do this to myself? <laughs> I'm coughing in the microphone. Um, you know, we all ha- sorry about that. We all we all have those, and certainly no shade or shame. Crowbars in your backyard, basically, and uh, we're huge crowbar fans here. Also, seen them all over the world, so no worries on the title. And I like the track, so that's me. And then you have this really cool. See, I'm rubbing off on Tyler. I'm re- you have this really cool, unusual ending in Nora. What I found to be un- like unusual and refreshing, but. Like what a change from track yeah. from all these other tracks to Nora. And it's definitely unlike any other thing you've you've done before. And that's I know a cliche, but tell me about Nora. Uh, um, well yeah, you go ahead. You, no, you. I was just saying, um, I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> oh. I will start by saying I have nothing to say. Really? No, I, I uh, that oh. that was like an idea that I had for the first album, but like I said, it it was more so intended on just being like relentless aggression and then it just worked out for this album like when we recorded with Andrew like as we were recording I just noticed this gigantic awesome sounding piano in there and it, it made sense to add that and then the, the like the guitar parts just I had um I've had written probably since before this was even a band you know and I've always wanted to do something just with those chords and like that time signature and yeah it, it just it worked out I'm glad we didn't force it on the first album and then Got to use it on this one because I, I feel like it, it it ends off and yeah, I got to I use it after my dog. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Nice. Were you going to say something, Crow? I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Um, I was just going to say that this is definitely a song for me that was, it felt a little bit more vulnerable because I don't do clean vocals really on anything. Um, the closest thing I have to clean vocals on anything else is like yelling. So it was kind of strange to just do this more spoken word type of thing. And I don't even remember whose idea, that might've even been my idea. I don't remember whose idea it was. To yeah, do no, it was your- yeah. And I was just thinking, well, let's just do something a little different. And then I was like, oh, it's, it was like kind of strange to hear it at first, but, um, I think that it's like, I don't know, I can appreciate something that's um, not the same as everything else on the album. I think it's a little bit of a change of pace for sure. Right on. Uh, That was great. Thank you for unpacking all that with me. I have two quick last questions for you and I will give you back your day. I know you're busy doing a lot of press. Obviously, like I said, a lot of big uh, tour things coming up, but uh, OMG Dia de los Setos. 
Wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, I know Tyler is a huge fan. Crow, uh, thoughts on playing that fest? I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, Deftones was one of the first bands that I ever listened to. So it's definitely, and I have a lot of fond memories, um, Deftones, just because um, that was like one of my older brother's favorite bands when I was a kid. And so it was like one of the first bands that I had heard an older sibling play. And I was like, this is so cool, you know? And um, it really is just kind of like, it's kind of unreal, like to think about, I guess, how far we've come. But also, this is the first time I'm playing a show with a band that my mom has heard of, which is exciting. <laughs> um, also, the other thing that I was really excited about the show was like, I was so excited to see the rest of the lineup after we had gotten asked to do it. Um, and I'm not disappointed. I'm excited to see every single one of the other bands that's on the bill. Um, so that's just as exciting for me um, as kind of like anything else. Tyler, anything? That's cool. Yes, that was exactly. I- I was gonna be like pinback oh my gosh crazy, dude like it's so crazy i just want to hang out with rob crow for a little bit and not right and like uh and i mean obviously deftones that band ryle is pretty sweet it's uh some of the cult leader guys it's it's Definitely like uh, an eclectic lineup that is just going to be overall fun day for everybody. Right? Fun. Word, word. And San Diego, especially in the uh, late autumn months, is pretty comfortable uh, as opposed to uh, the summer. And uh, yeah, just there, it's going to be tremendous. I'm really proud of you guys. Uh, last one, since we, we ended off with this the last time, Tyler, we were talking about the, the nod to Jane Doe on the In Transmission artwork. Is there a, a subtle or a not so subtle nod on this artwork for errors that you want to call out? I'd love uh, to hear it if there is one. Not so much. I, you know, the the first album we 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 ran it uh, with Ben Fruit. He he designed the album art for us, and then uh, for this album, Crow kind of took the reins on where we went with it. Definitely like more simplistic, uh, just just that like simple line art and stuff like that so yeah what how did we even find that it was like a i think it was like a russian military handbook something like that i don't know if it was russian but it was a military like um some (laughs) some like visual pictorial of like i guess how to rip somebody's throat open or something but yeah uh, which is seems like maybe there's a better way to teach someone how to do that other than just like drawings but um especially in the heat of the moment um when it you would probably actually have to utilize it um but also yeah I just wanted something that was just like really really simple something that was just like maybe just a white background just because the first album was just so like um I guess I don't know how to describe it but there was a lot going on um and I like the idea of like seeing something and knowing exactly what it is right away and um that's kind of where my mind was with that particular idea for a design and it works for how the first album like musically was a lot going on and chaos and then this album you know we kind of uh dissected different sort of things and added new things so i think i think it works well with even just upon looks describing like what's going to be inside of that it's it's subtly horrifying uh anywho uh thank you guys so much uh, as a journalist you are not supposed to have bands you're openly rooting for or favorites but i have a <laughs> band i'm openly rooting for and that is one of my favorites and that is you guys so thank you thank so much you. for this interview and thank you for errors coming out on metal blade slash blacklight media thanks for I hanging out with ghost, ghost cult. cult so anytime you want us we're here yeah thanks right, for having up. us i'll see you on the road guys all right Bye. big big hollywood wave yeah uh... the forest gump wave peace <laughs> bye